It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy NBA All-Star Weekend. As it kicks off tonight, the Celebrity All-Star Game on ESPN at 6 o'clock Central. And then after that, the Rising Stars Challenge, which will feature none other than the Timberwolves' Josh Kogi, And then, of course, All-Star Saturday and the Big Show on Sunday. Today, we're going to preview Team USA versus Team World tonight in the NBA Rising Stars game. Um, again, Josh Kogi will be participating, second-year player, uh, while rookie Jarrett Culver was not selected to participate. Um, remember, those rosters are divided up into... The world team and the USA team. We'll do a quick preview, my quick prediction on who's going to win, and uh, we'll talk about Akogi as well. Obviously, um, we're also going to quickly preview the other events of the weekend, including the Skills Challenge on Saturday, three point contest, slam dunk competition. I'll give you my predictions, which of course you can absolutely take to the bank. We're going to start, however, with a quick look at the Iowa Wolves of the G League and which players have been showing out for the Wolves down in Des Moines, um, and what to look out for here in the second half of the season. First, though, a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find this one. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves. That's at LockedOnTWolves. Don't forget the T. All right, uh, let's talk Iowa Wolves. So that roster has been, uh, really, there's been a lot of up and down. Um, There's been, you know, the Wolves have used their two-way players quite a bit this year, Jordan McLaughlin and um, Keelan Martin. And so each of those guys has only been down there for, um, I guess, respectively. Martin's played 22 games down there. McLaughlin's played 23. And the team itself has played 36, so roughly two-thirds of the season. Um, and then the Wolves have also used second-round pick Jalen Noel was down there for, has been down there for 26 games. Nas Reed has played 16 games down there. He's been up a little bit more, especially recently. Um, and those are really the only guys that have been up and down. But many of the players on that roster were actually with the Wolves during summer league. And a couple of them were on the roster during training camp as well. Um, so there's some interesting names. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Owl Wolves much 
recently at all here on Locked on Wolves. So I thought we'd check in, see how everybody's doing, um, see who's improved year over year, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to start with the guys who are who have spent time with the big club and, and what they've been doing down in Iowa. I think the biggest contrast between what we've seen in the NBA and the G League is Jalen Noel. And clearly the Wolves are um, are keen in on him and want, I mean, he's averaging the most minutes of anybody on that team. And the Wolves obviously want to see him, see what he can turn into. Remember, he was this year's second round pick. He was the Pac-12 player of the year last year, was a really good player at Washington. Um, you look at his at his college numbers and in he played two years there. His second, second season, 44% from beyond the arc Average 16 points, five rebounds a game, um, was just a really good all-around player, but uh, a sharpshooter, um, really. And that's clearly what the Wolves were looking for when they drafted him in the second round. In the NBA, things have not gone as well for Jalen Noel. He hasn't gotten consistent playing time, obviously, when he's been up. He's only appeared in nine games, but total in the season, he's shooting three of 20 from beyond the arc in the NBA. That's 15%. He missed like his first 10 or something like that and, and has been a little better recently. But in the G League, He's shooting 44.1% from beyond the arc. So right in line with what he did at Washington as a sophomore last year, um, obviously with a much closer three-point line. Um, Overall, he's averaging 21 points a game, five rebounds, three and a half assists. And um, he's turning the ball over a couple of times a game, which is his turnover rate is a little bit higher than you'd want it to be for a guy who's mostly um, primarily a catch and shoot guy. Although he is being asked to do a little bit more in the G league in 30, just under 33 minutes a game. You'd like him to grab a few more than five rebounds, um, per game. He is six, five, and, and he's going to be asked to play some three and guard some threes in the NBA, potentially even some four down the road with the way things are going in the NBA, but he's attempting seven threes a game and he's making three of them. That's 44%. And, um, that's probably the most important number, for Noel in the G League, and and he's leading that team in scoring. So a good performance from him so far, and encouraging that he's playing that well down there, um, and related to his his future prospects. Um, in terms of other, or I guess. Well, the other player who's not a two-way player, but was an undrafted rookie this year that signed a partially guaranteed contract, just like Noel. Nas Reed has played only 16 games down there. He started all of them, and he's averaging 18 and and just a hair under 10, so 18.4 points, 9.8 rebounds a game. And he's shooting 38.6% from beyond the arc, which is a consistent theme. Pretty much all these guys that have been up and down are shooting the ball well from deep in the G League. Um Nas's overall field goal percentage is a hair over 50%. He's only shooting 61% from the free throw line. That's something that ideally would improve a little bit. Um, But for a guy who has such unlimited upside, um, just based on his talent level coming out of high school and how highly recruited he was at, at LSU, one of the reasons he wasn't drafted in this draft is he only put up 13.6.7 rebounds a game he's outpacing that easily in the g league um, and it does make sense that the nba game or the g league game even more open um, far more open than the college game is going to suit his playing style a little bit better um, so Nas has clearly played well done there that's good to see also keelan martin who's one of the two-way players um, who's gotten a little bit less run than jordan mclaughlin just due to positional need at the NBA level. Martin had that really nice run. I think it was at Utah in that game. The Wolves won at Utah back in like, I don't know, early December, late November that Martin had a really good game. And since then he struggled a little bit, but he's, his numbers almost mirror Jalen Noel's in, in uh, the G league. He's averaging about 19 points, five and a half rebounds a game. Um, his steal number is a little bit higher. Assists are a little bit lower and he's shooting 39.3% from beyond the arc, which is encouraging to see also um 39.3 beyond the arc 
overall from the field, 48.3%, shooting 76% from the free throw line. Um, I think, again, with him, you'd like to see that rebounding number just a little bit higher. I mean, he did play some four already for the Wolves. He actually started at the four. I think the game that was that Hawks game, I think, after the first trade the Wolves made last week, um, after they had traded out uh the the trade before the deadline the the really bad game against the Hawks he he started at the four um so the Wolves are going to ask him to do that a little bit he's got to rebound the ball a little bit better um and then just given how many shots he's taking at the G League it'd be ideal to see him be a little more efficient but again the three point percentage is probably the number the Wolves are looking at most closely um and thirty nine point three percent on six and a half attempts per game really good um all three of those guys Noel. Martin and Nas are all all shooting the ball really well from deep down there. Um, Jordan McLaughlin's started 23 games for the Iowa Wolves. He's obviously the Wolves' backup point guard for the foreseeable future at this moment. But in the G League, he was averaging 16.7 points, 6.1 assists, four and a half rebounds a game, also 2.3 steals per game. Um, he's shooting th- 35% from the three-point line, which is good. Um, it's passable. It's uh, As a college player, he was also a passable three-point shooter. It's um, His size is probably the primary reason that he was undrafted after playing four years at USC. Um, but for his career, he shot about 38% from beyond the arc in college, 39.7% as a senior, um, but has always been a pretty good defender for his size. And he's shown that with a really high steal rate um, and... and uh, an okay, a passable turnover rate in the G League as well. Um, the nice one, nice thing with McLaughlin is remember last year he played basically the full season for the Long Island Nets, um, the Brooklyn G League team. Played thirty nine games there. He shot only thirty three and a half percent from beyond the arc, and um, to and overall from the field forty two and a half percent. So to see those numbers in, improve to thirty five percent and fifty percent respectively is really encouraging. Um, he's also seen improvements in really all of his rate stats. I mean the assists per assist uh, rate turn. Uh, rebounding rate, excuse me, steal rate, all those numbers are going up for him this year. Um, and he's played a lot better recently in the, in the NBA as well. So, um, good for Jordan McLaughlin. He's just kind of like, you know, uh, an impressive, an, an impressive job by the front office of uncovering a guy like him who's been around and everybody scouted him, but it's really starting to look like he's a solid, um, solid NBA player. Um, and, and maybe his future is a third point guard. That's probably more realistic, but a good third point guard, like somebody who's going to have a job in the NBA. If he plays like he has of late for the wolves as a, as a team, the Iowa wolves are 16 and 20. They're second in the G league in offensive rating, but they're only 25th in defensive rating. They they've, played a ton of high scoring games this year. Their Pythagorean record actually suggests they should be 18 and 18 and they've been a little bit unlucky uh, because they've lost some close games. But um, I mean, this is, this is what the Wolves are trying to do is ingrain this launching three point mentality into their G league team. um, And then, uh, and then, and then see where that goes at the NBA level. Um, Obviously the defense will need to improve, but we'll see what, what that means moving forward. I did want to talk a little bit about some of the other guys um, on this roster that might be familiar names from either college or um, or possibly summer league training camp, guys that have been around a little bit. So um, we'll get to that here in just a second. And then after that, we're going to move on and talk about All-Star Weekend. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, putting a bow on the G League conversation. Um, a couple names that are going to stand out. So Amari Spellman was just sent to the G League on Wednesday. Um, he's played one game there, did not start, played 28 minutes, scored 15.7 rebounds, 2 of 5 beyond the arc, uh, made both of his free throws. I don't think he's played in the G League at all and in his career. He's been in the in the uh, in the show, if you will, for pretty much all of his first two seasons. This is this is only a second season as a pro, um, so we'll see. It, it looks like he's responded okay. We'll see how he responds moving forward and if he can uh, make a case for getting up to the Wolves before the end of the season. That's a name that's notable. Also, Jordan Murphy, who uh, Minnesota basketball fans know that he played four years for the Golden Gophers of the University of Minnesota and. Uh, is the career rebounding leader there. I think he's the, he had the second highest rebounding total for a career of any player in Big Ten history. Um, he was in training camp with the Wolves, has played in all 36 games for the Iowa Wolves. He started 14. He's only averaging 9.8 points and 6.3 rebounds per game, couple assists. He's shooting only 27.3% from beyond the arc, so probably about what's to be expected um, from a guy like Murphy. The knock was simply size. Um, he's only 6'6", and he's essentially a power forward and also shooting range. So he's an undersized power forward that can't stretch the floor. So his impact is going to be limited as a pro. Um, he does have a, His rebounding rate is 15.2% and just over 20% of defensive rebounds he's able to secure and he's on the floor. Um, you know, looking at what he did as a college player, his senior year, um, at the university of Minnesota, he averaged 14 and 11, his, his junior year, he averaged just under 17 and 11.3 rebounds per game. Um, and his rebounding rate in college was also, it was 20%, um, overall. So he had a 20% rebounding rate, his senior year, 28 and a half defensive rebounding rate. And so far in the G league, he's at 15%, and 20% defensive rebounding. So those rates have gone down a little bit in the pros. I think um, he deserves a chance to try and grow a little bit in the G League. But remember, he was a four-year player, so he's already 22, I guess, or he's about to turn 22. Or no, he's about to turn 23 um, here in about two weeks. So I don't know how much upside there is there, but we'll see if the Wolves give him a chance next year as well to, to stick on this team. Other players that were in... Um, Summer league with the Wolves, Barry Brown Jr. is averaging 12 points, three rebounds a game, two assists a game. He's played in all 36 games, mostly off the bench, shooting just under 38% from beyond the arc. Um, he's kind of a uh, a scoring combo guard that's a little bit undersized. So he profiles more as a point guard, but he's more of a scorer. Um, and he's he's had an okay season down there. Also Tyus Battle, who uh, many folks know from playing at Syracuse. He's had a, a good season so far um, in limited action. He's playing and he's played in every game um, averages, I guess 23 minutes a game, but eight points, three and a half rebounds, 39 and a half percent from beyond the arc. So, Good performances from him so far this year as well. Um, Jacob Evans, who was acquired in the trade with the Warriors, has now played two games in the G League, and he's only played 17 and a half minutes a game. Not really a scoring guard, more of a defensive-minded guy, not a shooter. He's missed uh, all four of his three-point attempts so far with the Iowa Wolves. Six points, three rebounds, two assists a game, a steal and a half a game. So he could be a guy that could crash crack the wing rotation moving forward for the Wolves um, if he shows a little bit of, of growth down in Iowa this year. Those are probably the most notable names. Um, and hopefully the Iowa Wolves can gain a little bit of traction in the second half of the season and, and improve a little bit. But it'll be really intriguing to see what Spellman can do, especially um, also Jacob Evans. 
Um, and then also, I should also mention Lindell Wigginson. The Wolves signed him to a a, a contract late in the offseason last year. Um, and he's on one of the deals where there's uh, there's some upside to him if he's, depending on how he performs, the Wolves have the ability to convert his contract to a uh, an NBA deal. He is averaging 15 points a game um, and shooting 36.6% from beyond the arc. But he's actually been, um, his impact is a little bit, actually, ironically, fellow Canadian in similar last name, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins-esque. In 35 games, he's averaging 26 and a half minutes a game, but he's only shooting 42.7% from the floor total. He's only averaging three and a half rebounds a game, 3.4 assists per game. His rebounding rate is is disappointing for his athleticism. Um, he's only grabbing 7% of available rebounds when he's on the floor. And his turnover rate is 17%. His assist rate is 17.8%. Um, so certainly some growth needs to happen there. Um, he's more of a, a point guard, obviously, than Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying that they're the same player because they're not, but that was just a last name similar and they're from the same country. Um, but uh, yeah, so so the counting stats look good, but some of the efficiency and the uh, the assist turnover isn't great. Um, but we'll see what he's able to do in the second half of the season as well. All right, moving on to the All-Star weekend festivities. Um, I'm not about to make a prediction about the Celebrity Game on Friday night, uh, but that's always fun to watch a little bit of. The Rising Stars game is after that, so it's 8 p.m. Central this evening on Friday. Remember, these rosters are U.S. versus World. Josh Akogi's on the World roster representing Nigeria, and at first glance, the World roster is significantly better. Um, It's not particularly close. the world has um, the likes of DeAndre Ayton, RJ Barrett, Brandon Clark from Memphis, um, Luka Doncic, obviously, is the headliner, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, Rui Hachimura from Washington, and uh, and Josh Akogi, um, obviously, and Mo, Mo Wagner from Washington. I, I would say at first glance, the world has the advantage in this game. Those are just the, the key names that stick out to me. Looking at the U.S. roster, they're headlined by Trey Young. You've also got Zion Williamson, who's actually an injury replacement for Wendell Carter Jr. Um, and, uh, I mean, the other names, Tyler Hero's not going to play. He's injured. Devontae Graham, uh, the Wolves just saw him the other night. Same with Miles Bridges. Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, um, Colin Sexton, P.J. Washington. I guess there's a few names there, too. Um, but I tend to think that... Oh, I should also mention Aiton's not playing due to injury. Um, but I mean, I think in this game, Gilgis Alexander and Doncic are arguably the best players in the game. Um, Trey Young obviously is very good. Zion Williamson, we'll see how much he plays and, and how involved he is. Um, but my prediction is that the world actually takes this game. I think that they have a little bit more experience in terms of guys who have played more at the NBA level. Um, this is, of course, the type of game that Trey Young should excel in, maybe even more so than Luka Doncic, but we'll see how free and loose Doncic plays. Um, and if if the world roster can get, I mean, they've got some of the best rebounders that'll be on the floor, like Brandon Clark, um, and uh, also some shooting as well. Um, so my take is that the world's going to win this game, but I think it should be actually a really good one. It's been a while since there's been two really legit main headliners in Trey Young and Luka Doncic. But we'll see with the big game coming up on Sunday how much both of those guys play. And Trey Young's really involved on All-Star Saturday as well. Um, he's going to get into the... Uh, he's in the three-point contest. He's... I think he's in the skills contest. 
Um, oh no, he's not. He's just in the three point contest. Um, but he's going to be around all weekend. So we'll see how much those guys actually play on Friday. Um, but my take is that the world will win. We'll see what a able to do. He had a couple of nice dunks last year in the game when he played in it as a rookie. Um, so I would expect that again, but of course he's not, he's not going to launch a ton of threes and, and probably be super involved like late in the game or anything like that. Um, uh, but here's hoping for a good showing from a He's the only Timberwolves representation we have this weekend, which is about as light as the wolves have been re- represented in a while. Um, nobody on all-star Saturday, of course, towns or D'Angelo Russell are not in the big game on Sunday either. Um, so make sure to tune into the rising stars game on Friday night. All right. Lastly, we are going to talk about the other competitions on all-star Saturday skills, three point contest and the slam dunk contest. And I will make my picks for who's going to win. And then we will put a bow on this week on the final week before all-star weekend and look ahead to what's up next week for the Timberwolves. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a little bit more buzz this year about All-Star Saturday. I think the three-point and and slam dunk competitions have a little bit more star representation than I think we've seen in recent years. We'll start by talking about the skills challenge, which is always a little bit of a a crapshoot. Bam Adebayo's in it from Miami, Patrick Beverly, the Clippers, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, Shago Gilles Alexander from the Thunder, Milwaukee's Chris Middleton, Indiana's Damana Sabonis, Pascal Siakam from Toronto, and Jason Tatum from Boston. You could really pick any of those guys and and expect them to win. I'm going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I think that he's probably got the best competition of, of speed, skill, and enough shooting ability to to get this done. Remember, there's, assuming they didn't change the, the course, um, there's some speed, the speed dribble is really important. Also being able to make a three pointer. Um, and then there's a bounce pass. I think there's a chest pass, um, that they have to make through essentially a hoop or a tire. Um, so I'm going to pick Dinwiddie. My runner up was good, would be Gilgis Alexander. Um, so I think it's for sure one of those two guys, but I'll pick Dinwiddie. Um, but that should be fun to watch. Remember, Carl Anthony Towns actually won this a few years ago. I think it was his second season in the league. Maybe it was his rookie year. Um, moving on to the three-point contest, this is this is always kind of the most fun one to pick because um, there's so many. I mean, you could just pick the guy who has the best three-point shooting percentage, or the guy who's won before, or you know the uh, the person that has the most what looks like the most repeatable shot form. Um, but the the participants are are Davis Bertans from Washington, Devin Booker of the Suns, Devonte Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets, Buddy Heald from Sacramento, Zach Levine, obviously with the Bulls, Duncan Robinson, the undrafted second year guy with the Miami Heat, and Trey Young from Atlanta. Remember last year, Joe Harris actually won this event, and um, going back a couple of years, um, did Buddy Heald win it a couple of years ago? Um, no, Devin Booker actually won it two years ago. So Devin Booker and Joe Harris have each won the event. They're both in it this time. 
I think Harris isn't actually a bad pick nor, you know, it's not likely it's not often that somebody repeats going back and looking at the list of winners. The last time somebody repeated, it was Jason Capono back in 2007 and eight. Um, Pedro Stojakovic did it in 0203. Jeff Hornacek did it back in 98 and then 2000. There was not an all-star game in 99 actually because the lockout. Um, I'm, I think a couple of these guys like Trey Young actually doesn't shoot that great of a percentage. He's more of just somebody that can shoot from really deep. So unless he decides to take five steps back and shoot it from really deep, which could be kind of fun. Um, I don't think he wins. Um, Zach Levine also like he can get hot, but I think his shot is a little bit, I think he gets too much elevation and I think, um, his percentage is actually a little bit lower. Um, healed wouldn't be a bad pick. Obviously Harris, I think Duncan Robinson's a decent pick. He's such a, a big guy. And sometimes it's hard for big guys to repeat that shot motion several times. You know, I think like Duncan Robinson gets past the first round, but does he get tired? Um, my pick's going to be Davis Bertans. I think that, I mean, yeah, I think he might actually be shooting the best percentage of any of these guys this year. 42.4% beyond the arc. He was 42.9% last year with San Antonio. Um, he's having a career year uh, with the minutes he's getting in Washington. But I actually think Bertans is going to win. I think that his shot is repeatable enough. I think that he's the type of guy who could get really hot in this game um, and ultimately win it. So that's going to be my pick. Um, if I'm going to pick a runner-up, I'll go with, Joe Harris as the runner up. So those two, my, my top two. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my pick for that one. Um, looking at the slam dunk competition, such a weird lineup, uh, Dwight Howard, who of course hasn't been in it in like basically a decade. And then Aaron Gordon, whose last appearance was, it was three years ago when he lost the dunk off to Zach Levine in a, a contest that actually saw Aaron Gordon have the best, probably two dunks, but Levine had maybe a little more consistency and, and ultimately won on some, somebody had to win, you know, technicalities from the judges. Um, so I think Aaron Gordon's probably the favorite headed into it. And, and I, I think I'm going to pick him. I think he wins this. Uh, Dwight Howard being in it is super interesting. Pat Connaughton from the Milwaukee Bucks and then Derek Jones Jr. from Miami are in it as well. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Gordon as the winner and Connaughton as the runner up in this one. But really intrigued to see what, what Dwight brings to the table. I'm sure there'll be a Superman cape. I'm sure there'll be I mean, who knows? Um, he's a lot older and has had a lot of back problems. So not exactly sure what he's going to be up to. Obviously, Aaron Gordon being a few years older, um, you know, who knows if he's if he's got the exact same bounce as he did when he took on Levine. But because of his creativity last time around and also because I, I he's still pretty young, I'm going to say that he wins this. Um, although Connaughton may have may have the most impressive uh, vertical of the group at this point. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Derek Jones Jr. should be a lot of fun as well. Um, so those are my picks. Uh, we'll go through these real quick. I'm picking Dinwiddie with Gilgis Alexander as the runner-up in skills. I'm picking Bertans with Joe Harris as the runner-up in the three-point competition. And I'm picking Gordon with Connaughton as the runner-up in the dunk contest. Um, so there we go on the record. That's what I'm going with. We'll check back in on these on Monday and see how, see how I did and talk. We'll have, we'll have a quick review of the weekend. Um, I'm not going to preview the all-star game on Sunday because who knows what's going to happen in that game. Um, although the format, which I guess we should have talked about a little bit, but that's changing. If you hadn't heard, um, there's going to be a new format where the teams are actually, there's a, you can win, win each quarter. And then the final quarter, they're playing to a certain number instead of just like a regular game. The idea being that each quarter will then be more competitive. And then at the end of the game, there's a target number to try and achieve instead of, um, you know, still playing 
nonchalant exhibition style basketball until probably the final four minutes as has always happened in the past. So we'll talk about how that format goes over in Monday's show. We'll review the weekend. We'll talk about how All-Star Saturday went and um, also a cookies performance on Friday. So there will be a lot to talk about on Monday as well. All right, that's all we have for you today. Thanks once again for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On T Wolves. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.